Well, hello, Heather. Welcome back. Welcome back to everybody else for a Saturday Coffee Clutch uh, with Heather Lofthouse, who is uh, not only, not only, Heather, do you direct Inequality Media and Inequality Media Civic Action. You were a former student of mine uh, centuries ago, and you're a lovely person. Thank, well, thank you. I like that new addition, the lovely person. I am having a latte today. Well, I'm impressed. I, I'm I'm having... Uh, sort of, uh, uh, I don't even want, it doesn't, it looks like drudge, dredge, I mean, yuck. I don't even, I don't even want to okay. talk about it. Uh, but Heather, yes. uh, what I do want to talk about is, um, is something that I don't think people are doing enough of, and that is being thankful of what has happened in terms of the hearings. Uh, that series of hearings, the January 6th hearings, I think really, when you think about all of this stuff that goes wrong in all of the institutions of the United States, all of our government and all of the corporations, I mean, here we have an example of people who really did it right. I mean, this committee did a major public service. Do you agree? I completely agree with you. And I've said this before, but I think it's incredibly well done. Now, the one on Thursday, I found a little bit slower and a little bit more repetitive, but... Well, I think the I think the repetition they they want they put in there because they want they assume that there are going to be a lot of people who are kind of plugging in for the first yes. time in every one of these rooms. So they what they do, I think it's it's extraordinary. They they've created an, an, a narrative arc, uh, and you can break into it at any time in any of the hearings, and then you can they refresh your recollection about what happened before and after. Right. It's sort of a new model for what hearings could right. be. Right, and I do think, so is it, I think it's good pedagogy. Do you say pedagogy or pedagogy? I say pedagogy. Well, I say, I, I say pedagogy, say, you yeah, say pedagogy. Tomato, tomato. I say, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do, and I think it reminded me a little more, I mean, we've talked about this, but it felt like some production, some writers. I mean, it was circling back. It almost felt like CSI DC or something. It felt like Hollywood was, we're telling a story. We're, we're, and now we're looping back to this other part of the story. I mean, it felt orchestrated in a way that I found like it a seatbelt. Did, did it feel too orchestrated? No, to you? I didn't mind it for the reason you said, which is I think the purpose is educating. But it was fun to watch it happening this week and feel appreciated. It was like, it was like I, I thought it, was, it felt like a miniseries. Yeah. I mean, it was so well done. And every hearing I've ever seen or been part of, you know, over the last um, 300 years, you know, the, you have windbags. <laughs> you know, the people, the members of Congress who just talk forever right. and they, they're, they're always bloated and they, they go on forever and the, the hearings are boring and occasionally their moments are interest. But this thing had no, this was totally different right. from anything I've, I've seen. And before. then, so in that huh? regard, it was excellent. And then you have this weird mix of frustration, I think, with people knew these things, they didn't act, many were Republicans. And so on the one hand, weren't they courageous resigning? Or weren't they courageous today or Thursday when they stood up? But they knew it. So it was, it's a weird frustration of why did you wait so long? And this cognitive dissonance between knowing things are wrong and talking about it. So in terms of the substance and the, are you frustrated with people or are you happy with what's happening? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the old paradox uh, that you always find in administrations. I mean, I, I remember it in the Clinton administration, uh, you know, things, terrible things happen, inevitably bad things happen. And do you stay or, you know, and fight the good fight, or do you leave? 
what impressed me is that the Republican, they were all Republican witnesses. I don't think there was any non-Republican witness, or occasionally uh, there was a Republican-appointed judge. Um, but what, what, what struck me is that uh, they did talk repeatedly about being disgusted, about, about why they came to government, about the principles that they were trying to get uh, into place and 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 finally, it was just too much for them. Particularly Trump's uh, email about Pence. You know, during the during the riot, while all this is going on, uh, and Trump knows Pence's life is in danger, uh, he writes this email that further inflames the crowd. Uh, and several of the witnesses said it poured fuel on the fire, uh, and that got the witnesses. That was the final straw for the witnesses. They they left the White House at that point. They resigned. But uh, I, you know, I think that that a lot of people in government, particularly uh, in Trump's White House, uh, just held their noses as long right. as they could. OK, so the big question is great. Oh, the hearing. Wasn't it wonderful? Yay. Big thank you. So what? So now what? What's going to is Garland? Well, the, the now the now what obviously is Merrick right. Garland. I mean, the now what is you know you have you have this committee having done a wonderful. Oh, by the way, can I just say one more thing? Because I remember so many critics, you know, uh, eight months, nine months ago of Nancy Pelosi saying, uh, you know, you should make this a bipartisan committee, and if Kevin McCarthy uh, is putting up his people like Jim mm-hmm. Jordan, you could take, you should take anything, anybody that Jim, that, that Kevin McCarthy puts up uh, and wants. And she said, no, you know, I'm not gonna, just going to take these, 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 these spoilers, these people who are going to wreck the committee hearings. I, I, I want to take people who actually are interested in the truth. Uh, and that's when Adam Kinziger and, um, and Cheney, uh, Liz Cheney volunteered. Right. Uh, I think that was, a, that was Pelosi deserves yeah. credit here. Good strategy. She? So Garland, can we finish that? We're not we're not hopeful. Well, I don't know. Look, who knows? Right. I mean, if Garland has the degree, and if the Justice Department has the same degree of courage and excellence that the committee does, uh, American democracy might actually be saved. Right. Uh, but I I um, I have my doubts, and the big question that I keep asking myself. And I don't think there's an easy answer. I'd love to know what you think. Uh, by having a criminal proceeding, uh, do we split the nation even further? Do we fuel the Trump bandwagon, the paranoia, the the, the kind of split? Uh, you know, do we do we make it easier for Trump to say he's a martyr who's being hounded? Um, uh, I don't know. I know. Well, I know. So I have friends and family, more family, um, who are Republican and who have watched this. You never told me. But I, Heather, I'm appalled. Uh, you? How do you think Shocked. I feel? <laughs> oh. But so, yes, they say, oh, Trump is the worst. Yeah, probably going to vote for him again. But God, he's terrible. But yeah, I mean, I'll have to vote for him again. But he's despicable. I mean, how can you... Well, what? wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are, do we ask them how are they going to vote? Why are they going to vote for well, him? Well, I again? think it's financial. I think it's the financial. It's the and it's back to the things you've said over the years, which is, you know, it's a rigged system and he unrigs it, except that he also rigs it. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Well, he, didn't, he, was, he was a Trojan horse. He didn't unrig it. That's what's so frustrating. He's a con man. You know, he can he can go back, he, he, you know, and 
uh, he had a he had a rally just uh, just yesterday, just Friday in Arizona, yeah. and he keeps on doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, you know, not only the big lie, but he makes people, particularly working class people, feel like he's one of them when, in fact, uh, he obviously isn't. And in fact, his only major accomplishment, if you want to call it accomplishment in office, was that tax bill that with uh, most of the benefits went to the extreme rich and the biggest corporations. So, well, it's fallacious reasoning. I mean, it's not they're not thinking in good syllogisms and if A, then B. It's it's the emotional argument. It's the financial. So what do you say to your family? family? Do you say to your family, you're 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 thinking wrong? You're you're thinking in mis. Yeah. And they and, say, and well, you're, you're, obviously, you're, you're obviously... thinking wrong. I'm right. I know what's good. Oh, great. So and then, good. But then they say, well, give me someone else. Give me a good candidate who's actually going to win. I can't handle Biden inflation anymore. And everyone, you know, it's too progressive. So this is what I'm stuck with. I'm between a rock and a hard place. Um, oh, wait. But, but Biden, Biden, you just see, you said Biden inflation. You squeeze the two together. You, you are now creating a new word, Biden inflation, <laughs> which every Republican in America is going to run off Fox with. News says that. Wait, but speaking of poor oh. Biden, do we know how his health status is? He was diagnosed with COVID this week. Well, I, the latest I hear is that he's he's okay. It's a mild case. Um, he's uh, he's got that Paxlovid. Yeah, Paxlovid. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, is helpful to people. I think people over 60 can get My mom that. took it. Uh, but, uh, but he's been, you know, what worries me, quite honestly, is that he's been very, very careful. I mean, if he gets it, given the care that he is given uh, not to get it, and uh, I mean, he must have had not only two boosters. I mean, there's some word out there that he's had more than two boosters. Uh, I don't know how anybody's right. safe. But hopefully, uh, the other thing that worries me, uh, Heather, is that uh, you know this just adds to the the picture of him as being a feeble old yes. man uh, that he's weak, uh, that he really is not going to be able to do it. Uh, that the Democrats are weak, and that just you, you get this metaphor of of, of susceptibility and weakness uh, that the Republicans are, no. are just delighted. With. I know, but hopefully, it's a light case, and he does the right things, and it's you know a bad flu. Um, can you tell us more about this great tweet that you did this week that is terrifying that more Republicans, when you look at the polls, are claiming they want to vote for Trump, even now, today, July 2022, than Democrats are saying they want to vote, they want Biden to run? Well, that's that's disturbing. That's what the polls are showing. And it's amazing. I mean, given the hearings that we've been talking about uh, and uh, given everything that we know now, the average American should know. I mean, is Fox News that powerful? Yes. That Fox News can continue to create this aura around Trump? Uh, or is Biden that awful? The Democrats are willing to uh, abandon him uh, even more than Republicans are willing to abandon uh, Trump? Or is it just that Republicans have an authoritarian personality? You know that they like authoritarians. They don't really like democracy very much, and uh, and but Democrats are you know let a thousand flowers bloom, uh, and that's why Democrats continually are in trouble, have no discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, look at uh, look at the the Democrats in in the Senate versus the Republicans in the Senate. Republicans in the Senate will march in whatever direction. You know, uh, Mitch McConnell says march. Right. Uh, the Democrats in the Senate won't. You know, go in every direction, and then uh, so I don't, uh, I don't know. In other words, whether this is psychological or sociological, I don't know whether this is about economics or whether this is really 
about uh, the power of Fox News and other Republican media. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting a phone call. That's rude. Um, spam. Um, so this reminds me, so this week, in the wake of the Roe v. Wade decisions and all that's happening, tell us more about what Congress did this week, what various bills are passing related to this on contraception. Where do things stand? Oh, well, this is actually follows nicely because don't underestimate in the midterms, we're talking about shift to the midterms where we really should be talking about, uh, don't underestimate the power of reproductive rights and not just for women. I mean, men I, I talk with at least uh, are also extremely upset. Uh, and the fact that, uh, well, the House has a vote on contraception, just on contraception, not even on, you know, I mean, contraception, does anybody think that that's a controversial issue? And what was it? 195 Republicans voted against it yes. in the House. I know. I mean, hello, uh, is the religious right now just forcing Republicans to vote against contraception? Well, this this may be helpful in the midterms. It also is a, a terrible sign of where we are as a society. I know. And is it- uh, by the way, Heather, did you notice that there was a demonstration uh, at the Supreme Court this week uh, by and, and a number of congressional Democrats, uh, members of Congress, were there demonstrating. They got arrested, uh, but they were all women. What happened to the male Democrat members of I Congress? I don't know. It's I mean, disappointing. It's disappointing, and I mean, yeah. What do we do? I don't know. I well, I don't. I mean, is every? I, I, I don't. What I don't understand does this lead to? Every man in America getting a, vasect- a vasectomy. I mean, is I this mean, is this where we're heading? God's ears. I feel like that's not the worst thing. No, we don't need every man getting one, but more of them later in life, it would be helpful. If are you, is there a petition I well, can sign for this? <laughs> no, but I think there's honestly got to be more talk about it. And the Republicans, you know, are getting so emboldened. They are Republican candidates across the country right now in primaries and also in the beginnings of general elections for the midterms, uh, congressional, yeah. uh, I'm talking about the, the House, you know, they're beginning to talk about uh, getting rid of uh, even equal marriage rights. Oh, I know. I mean, it's the- disgusting. And it's backtracking. And I think what's so hard, too, is this, we know this, abortion bans will disproportionately and are disproportionately affecting women of color and people of color um, and the poor, and there's this huge inequality aspect to it. So your point, is it the Christian right? I mean, it's is it a culture war? How does contraception become a culture war issue? Well, I think it's partly the uh, culture war because the culture wars actually uh, re- divert attention uh, from what's happening to uh, economic right. inequality. I mean, as more and more of the resources of our society in income and wealth are going to the top. You know, uh, this week, one of the reports that I was amazed at is CEO uh, compensation is now, if you just look at the ratio of CEO compensation, the typical worker, uh, we're now up at 360 to one. I mean, Heather, uh, I think that the culture wars are a way of, of just getting people divided and angry at each other and diverting attention from the economic fundamentals in this society right. uh, in which the middle class is shrinking and a lot of people are on a downward escalator 
and all they are thinking about is inflation when they ought to be thinking about, hey, what about their wages? Right. Uh, what about good jobs? Yep. Why are you know corporations uh, flush with cash and they can't afford to give me a right. raise? I know. Federal minimum wage hasn't been raised since 2009. Uh, well, and and, and also, uh, you know, you have corporations that are, we've talked about this before, that are flush with cash and that are raising prices. Uh, and uh, even the national media keeps on talking about a labor shortage. I mean, the shortage is a shortage of good jobs paying good wages. Yeah. Okay. We have to let people get to their weekends. But can I tell you a guilty pleasure of mine? Just you and me, right? And a couple people from Substack. Yeah, no, just us. It's just don't worry the, about anybody did else. Did you see the Trump outtakes? I love those. You mean in the yes. hearing? I just, I mean, because the outtakes, outtakes I generally. Love, I love, I love outtakes. that you say, okay, let's go. Uh, because, well, the outtake I, I thought was, was just staggering. It didn't surprise me. But when he actually was <laughs> said, I don't want to say the election's over. I don't want to say the election's over. Um I mean, and his delivery. We're not saying well, that. We're not. It's just fascinating to watch him as a person when the camera, it's not the organized statement. And to see and his anger and his uh, and his frustration and his. And his stupidity. I mean, his, his, his ultimate, you know, the, the, the egomaniacal, pathological narcissist yes. that was president of the United States, who still wants to be president of the United States. And it's, and the, and the, uh, also, uh, my guilty pleasure from, <laughs> was, was the, um, the Holly run, the, you know, which, I mean. Yeah, Holly ha- ass. <laughs> I mean, you know, he gives a bump fist and then he's, he's it's out of despicable, there. despicable, but at least we can kind of smirk about it because it's, you know, I don't know. It's also grim. But yeah, I mean, come really? I mean, it's disgusting. The the two sides. And well, to uh, see Josh it, Hawley, I don't know what Josh. I don't know. I don't know why Josh Hawley is still there. I honestly. know, of course. I mean, he insurrection. He, he ought to be. I know. He is an insurrection. Okay. Uh, but look, uh, you have to get on to your weekend. I've got to get on to mine. Everybody listening, uh, the three of you left. You have to get on to yours. Uh, we, <laughs> as Donald Trump said, we love you. Uh. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Heather, you have a you have a great, great weekend. Uh, We'll catch all of you next week.